Welcome to the Eat Scripture Podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson. We are going through this series in the Psalms, and we've been doing this for quite a while. Has it been? I don't even remember when we started. <laughs> Many weeks ago. Yes, but we have just chosen a few kind of random Psalms mm-hmm. to do, and um, we're mm-hmm. almost to the end of what we had picked out to start with, and we will start something new in a few weeks. But um, today we're going to talk about Psalm 145. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be good because <laughs> we've been reading some neat stuff and uh, there's a lot of interest here. It's another one of those. Well, I'll talk about it in a minute. We'll let the cat out of the bag in a minute. Um, we're <laughs> not quite there, but there are lots of intriguing things. This is this actually the last one in your Bible that will say a Psalm of David. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And they haven't all been up to now. But right. this is just the last one that will say that. Last one will say that. Uh, and Correct. it kind of begins this new section that are uh, songs of praise. I mean, and I would say really, um, just like we talked about there at the very beginning when we started this whole thing, mm-hmm. um, that the five last ones, 40, 146 through 150, those are our official close yes. to the Psalms, right. to the book of Psalms. We've gone through a journey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and we talked about that in the very beginning this journey that's taking place through the Psalms mm-hmm. yeah. and we've gotten to this last part mm-hmm. and right. now we're at this point of praise. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so these last five will be completely mm-hmm. a, a songs of praise. Although this is the only Psalm that is actually designated in the text as a song of praise. Yeah. Yeah. This is the only one that's called a song of praise, like you're saying in 145. One. Mm-hmm. Now, 146 through 140, uh, 150, as we can talk more about next time, each one of those psalms begins and ends with the word hallelujah. Each yeah. one of those. So it sets them apart. So even though this is a song of praise, and that's why it's here, because it's the end. It's, it's really kind it of the like end the of the book prelude, five. Yes. And, and then we get the end of the whole book of Psalms, mm-hmm. if you will. So book five ends with a kind of with this one, this big song of praise about Yahweh. Um, okay. Awesome. So, so it's going to be fun to get in there. Just so you know, we're glad you're here. Always glad that you listen to us. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for talking about us uh, to friends or whoever, putting it on social media, whatever you like to do. We hope that there's good stuff in here and we hope you're getting a lot out of it. You can always visit eatscripture.com if you want to write us a note or see more resources for each scripture or something like that. But Shoot us an email, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. We'll probably see that first, actually. So. Yeah. That okay. would be terrific. So um, now we're going to go ahead and read through this psalm like we usually do, and then we'll get some comments going. All right. Okay. Psalm 145. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all. And his mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, 
and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season and open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Man, all about Yahweh, the Lord God, and different aspects of mm-hmm. speaking well of him, praising him, whatever. He uses a lot of synonyms for praise. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but just... Um, it's kind of, it's beautiful. A lot of the Psalms who, that do that sort of thing seem to be building yep. uh, to a crescendo. Yep. This is just pretty evenly scattered, mm-hmm. all of these words throughout yeah. the Psalms. Okay. So, awesome. Uh, I, to me, that speaks of just how our lives are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continually praising him in all these different ways. Right. Praise as we walk throughout. through this life. Right. Yep. Gotcha. I think that makes total sense. And to be the final Psalm also, just kind of a picture of a life lived before Yahweh. Yes. Uh, with so constant praise. extol, bless, praise, um, commend, declare mm-hmm. your mighty acts, meditate, speak of, declare, mm-hmm. pour forth, sing aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, it just continues to go on, but known. Yep, yes. it does. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of synonyms there. Beautiful. And yes, that's the way our lives should be filled with that. So I totally get what you're saying. I think that makes great sense. Now, this psalm also is set apart by the fact that it is an acrostic psalm. Yes, another acrostic. Which we've talked about this before, obviously. We've been over a few of these, especially earlier on. They're noted in scripture. Psalm 9 and 10 form a single acrostic as you read them together. Mm-hmm. Psalm 25, 34, 37, 111 and 112 together, 119, and then this one. All right. are acrostic psalms. So this is our final one. Actually. And this is an this alphabetic acrostic. So yes. So you would think it would have 22 verses because there are 22 letters. For the really astute ones out there, you may be like, wait a second, this has 21 verses. Why does it only have 21? (laughs) Because you know that, as we've said several times, Hebrew alphabet has 22 letters. Well, Mm -hmm. you're right. It does have 22. So So it should have 22 We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, there's a reason why it doesn't have 22, why it only has 21. But we've got to, the astute reader has to dig that out a little bit. So we'll, we'll do that. Uh, along with you guys now knowing that then also like we like she said it's the alphabetic so that just means every line that you see every verse that you see in your bible goes to the next letter of the alphabet and then makes a line with that letter starting the line 
So that's what we've done here throughout this psalm is just the psalmist has moved to the next letter, the next letter, the next letter. So it keeps it beautifully poetic in that way mm -hmm. because it's in so easy to follow, you know, for a reader to follow. And if there was a little glitch, like we're going to notice eventually, you would your you eye notice would it, it right immediately away. and yeah. you have to question yourself why. Okay, wait a why second. Is why missing? is that missing? Right. Why is that not here? Yeah. So we'll talk about that. So now keeping that in mind, so we start in verse one, just with, you know, first letter of the alphabet and the, um, whatever Hebrew word they're using there is, is just so that it starts, it starts with, with what we would call an A or an Aleph in Hebrew. I will extol you, O my king, or I will extol you, my God and king, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. God is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. There is our first little block, verses one through three. And it's all about God, his greatness, his name, the extension of his fame and the need to praise him. That's what it's about. Well, and, and yeah, there's going to be a real... I don't want to get too, I don't want to put too much emphasis on the idea of king because that's really going to come up in Yeah, a, but it says that in verse of, one. Yeah, I know. My I'm God just not king. putting a lot of emphasis there, but you're well, right. Absolutely. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it is right there. And so I'm not taking away from it. I'm just keeping that kingdom. He's going to use the word kingdom in a little bit. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of, right. that's where my mind it's is It's a going. big theme in this yeah. um, psalm. So. But here, especially just like you're saying about him, about who he is about giving him praise. That's the first three verses really is about his greatness. Uh, his greatness. Yeah. His greatness. So that's what it's the uh, psalmist is emphasizing. David, if you will, is emphasizing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then we go on to verses five through seven, unless there's something else that you want four to through note seven, in there. Actually. I'm sorry, four through seven, unless there's something you want to note in there that I missed. Uh, no. um, uh, and so we go on to four through seven. Now this has a theme going through it too if you noticed when it was being read a little earlier we kept coming across a certain idea as we were going through these verses and it's found at the very beginning of well at the very start of verse four in the first part of the line in verse four one generation shall commend your works to another mm -hmm. and shall declare your mighty acts mm -hmm. there's works and mighty acts then we go on to verse five on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. So wondrous works. Now we have verse six. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness and they shall pour forth fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. So we've got this whole mm -hmm. idea of mighty acts, wondrous works, your works, your, yes. you know, all these things that he does, which are miraculous. God's hand is miraculous and he does miraculous things, right. mighty and powerful things. Right. So verse And I think another seven, thing in that section is that is emphasizes, yes, his wonderful works, but also us shouting them. Sure. Meditating yeah, on them. Right, sure. Uh, you know, Definitely, sharing yeah, them so. with from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. yep. So yep. for some yep. reason that just really stuck out to me this time when we read it. And and absolutely. And and really this whole as we've already said, yep, this whole psalm really just constantly uh praise to God. It's this mm -hmm. song of praise. It's that's what they're doing. They're lifting up their voices based on various things. And so yeah. So it's not just that he does mighty works and it, but it's that we can't keep our mouth shut about, about it. it. That's right. 
and that we shouldn't actually. Mm -hmm. so. Yep, definitely. Okay, so now we've we've kind of gone through that. Now we've had that first emphasis on his greatness in verse one through three, then on his mighty works, the mm -hmm. mighty acts that he does in four through seven. Then we get to eight and nine, and this sounds this takes our mind to a particular place in scripture if we know you know very much about scripture and certainly the ancient jew could not hear this and not go to a certain place in scripture but verse eight and nine the lord is gracious and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love the lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made mm -hmm. that steadfast love again is hesed yep so when i point that out that um, covenant love covenant love that unending covenant love but where he's talking about is exodus 34 6 and i'll read that real quick okay the lord passed before him and, and proclaimed the lord the lord a god merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness mm, that sounds so exactly like when that. moses is and that's up on the mountain Moses is on the mountain and asked to see God and God yes. passed before him and then proclaims about himself these things. Yes. God describes his own character. So you can imagine how important this verse was to Jews mm -hmm. who, who wanted to know God. This is how you know God. God, God tells you himself. himself. Yeah, yes. he tells you this is who I am. And uh, and he uses these very words, gracious, merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. That's yes. exactly what he's talking about. So there would be no way to pass this verse without thinking of the Moses passage and to realize that this is how God tells me about himself. This is his character as described by himself. So right. beautiful. And to think about praising the Lord on that basis, of course, right. that's what you would do. That's why you're going to give him praise. I think another what... thing about this is the, um, the Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. Um, like some Psalms talk about God being so good to Israel. Mm -hmm. This one is very clear that it's universal mm -hmm. and not just a national thing. Mm -hmm. God is good to all. Yes. And his mercy is over all. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Absolutely. I think that we talked about that in another uh, Psalm just a few days ago mm -hmm. about his feeding all flesh mm -hmm. and, so we're getting that again here. I just oh, wanted to point that out. Excellent. Yeah, I definitely see that too. Okay, so now we've had first part. His greatness was extolled in verse 1 through 3. Then his mighty works, mighty acts, the deeds he does in verse 4 through 7. Then 8 and 9, his character, mm -hmm. God's character, yes. certainly as described by himself. Then verses 10 through 13 are set apart as our next block. They're put together in a certain way so that they bring attention to something. And that is his reign, mm -hmm. his dominion, yes. his rule. When he sits as king above his kingdom, this is what's being extolled. The way he is king, how he over or how he rules over all who are in his kingdom. So verse 10, all your work shall give you thanks. O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom, your reign, and tell of your power to make known to the children of men your mighty deeds and your glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. That's mm -hmm. what a great thing to be yes. a subject in your kingdom. And yes. it's so great and so glorious for you to, to reign. So he is king. 
and this is speaking of his kingdom mm -hmm. this is huge yeah huge beautiful and and really calling again for that praise to keep going up because of how what a great king he is what and how wonderful it is to be a part of his kingdom and living under his control his dominion so that's how we go that's where that was our next step now here's where it gets weird here's where it gets weird right a lot of you in your Bibles, if you're like us and we're using the ESV, then a lot of you will have this little block set apart with brackets or something mm -hmm. like that. And I did not read Bibles. it when I was reading. Yes, you may have noticed if you've got your Bible open that when Gina read a while ago, she skipped over this bracketed piece here. Now, it doesn't have a verse all its own. It doesn't have a verse number. Mm -mm. And rightfully so. Um because really it's not in the original text and you can see even in your see how every line basically has two lines with it i mean a lot or a lot of them you know mm -hmm. this is how they've segmented it out each line kind of has roughly the same amount of space mm -hmm. well then you get here to verse 13 and you've got what looks like double amount of space mm -hmm. when you see that other piece of the verse down mm -hmm. below uh in verse 13. Right. But if that's not there, so our so if so our, it's obviously an addition. Yes, it's an. It's not. It, there's not anything wrong with it. Right. The part that's in brackets fits. No, it's, it's actually great. a great it thing good to things, say. Yep. But it's obviously an addition, and because and it is because this is where our acrostic breaks down. Right. Because we've had all the letters lining up just mm -hmm. right until we get here, and then the fourteenth letter, the noon. Mm -hmm doesn't have a line right in the original right that starts with a noon mm -hmm. and so somebody when they were copying it mm -hmm. eventually said oh that hurts i'm sure there's something there wrong should here be something there. i need to fix it yeah let me make a word uh, a couple lines that fit here with yes. a noon. now i'll just let y'all know if y'all are wondering well how you know that's weird why would it be gone there are a couple of reasons but i will say again that one of the ways that we can know that there's a problem with the manuscript or one of the ways that we decide if we're questioning something in our ancient manuscripts and we have some that lean one way and some that lean another is we go with the harder reading. Mm -hmm. It would be much harder. It's much harder reading to leave out a piece of an acrostic. If we have right. ancient manuscripts that that both have good attestation and one of the criterion we're using, well, how do we know which one is mm -hmm. more accurate? Then one of the main criteria you use is, well, which makes it harder? Because it's much more likely that a copyist will say, ooh, mm -hmm. that's hard. I need to make that easier on the readers. And so he right. adds something to it. And we have lots out. of examples of that. Lots of examples throughout. We can talk about, about that, that later. But... Yeah. but that would be a reason why here you would go with the harder reading, which would be the one where the noon's left out. It means you have to figure it out now. It means you have to look at it and go, okay, well, why would the noon be left out? Well, that's that's up to the, the readers got to sit with God and figure that out. Mm -hmm. But it would be the easy way to go, well, I guess they just skipped something. We'll we'll just we'll just leave that that word that starts with the M, that line that starts with the M, we'll leave that in there. Um, because because that sounds better. Well, we can't go with the one that sounds better, we go with the one that sounds harder because that's that's probably the one that it was. Um, yeah. So keeping all that in mind, then now we do have to ask our question. Okay, then why? Mm -hmm. Why, why would you leave that out? Would that be missing? Yeah. Which requires us to know, to 
Do kind of dig a little deeper yep. into the meanings of the Hebrew letters. letters themselves. So as we do that research on the letters themselves, what we find out is that the letter Nun in Hebrew, again, sounds like our letter N, the letter Nun in Hebrew is a letter that is equated with a couple of things, but one of those concepts is humility, the right. idea of humility. Just a very strong equation between that letter and that concept. So now I'm reading down and I'm thinking, okay, well, why is in gone if it's somehow connected to right? The we're idea calling it in. Humility? It's really noon, but it's like yeah. our in. Right. So why is it gone if it's connected to the idea of humility? And again, you know, just looking at the way this psalm runs uh, as it goes down. Now, I'm not really hearing <laughs> about God's humility, even though obviously we know in Jesus, we talk about the humility that Jesus has. But this concept, which we're talking about here and which can be traced to uh, even this very, you know, the talk of this idea can be traced to certainly the Talmud. And what it has to say about, you know, a certain use of the letter mm -hmm. noon and how it has a lot to do with the idea of a complete failure of someone happening, which is really what brings them to a state of humility. What, right. what would bring Which is where God can meet a person and build them back up. That's exactly right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. so we don't as, understand because our alphabet, we don't have every letter is connected to a concept. To letters, and, but yeah. Very much the Hebrew language is built that way. Built that way. Built um, that way. Now, an interesting thing just for everyone to maybe help a little bit in a way is that if we go back to Numbers chapter 10, verse 35 and 36, these two verses, which seem a little bit out of place, I mean, maybe not completely out of place, but certainly a little bit out of place. They don't have to be here. They do seem to connect to 33 and 34 somewhat, but it's an interesting placement for them still um, talking about how the ark moves and how the ark sets out. And so if you want to read Numbers 10, 35 and 36 sure. to get us um, caught up. Sure. And whenever the ark set out, Moses said, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered, and let those who hate you flee before you. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, to the ten thousand thousands of Israel. Yes. So okay. in other words, when they started to move the ark, they would say, Moses would say, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered, and let mm -hmm. those who hate you flee before you. So his um his presence protection and presence would be over them yep as they moved across the desert and across the wilderness yes and then when it rested he would say return O lord to the ten thousand thousands of israel so yes be with us while we're still yes so the interesting thing about that particular two verse passage which is in numbers chapter 10 at the very end, end of numbers 10 is that in the original hebrew scrolls it's set apart with two noons to the letter right. in one noon before, one on before and one, yes yep one before and it's one very after. interesting yeah so there's a lot of debate among rabbis why is this what does this even mean why is this set apart like this with these two letter noons uh and so the a lot of the consensus comes down on the fact that that's because 
God is teaching Israel humility in their time in the wilderness yes. as he works over them and through mm -hmm. them, which of course we knew, we know by reading all of the Torah <laughs> that they did not have. They were right. rebelling constantly, rebel, rebel, rebel. But once God's people learn the place of humility in their lives and the importance of humility in their lives and God returns, Jesus, the Messiah comes, Jesus returns, then that passage can be put back to its original place at Sinai whenever they first Which is leave. an amazing thought to uh, me. I've never yeah. thought of that before. But, but it I has think everything. in their humiliation here in the wilderness, God is still with them. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. carrying them through. He's protecting them. Yeah. And um, so yeah. it has everything to do with the, the two noons that surround the passage mm -hmm. that points to humility. Now I come back to this passage, Psalm 145, which we're in, and I, oh, there's a missing noon. There's a missing noon. So this idea of humility that is born out of out of just a cataclysmic failure, like a moral failure, a personal right. failure, something that drives one to realize how humble mm -hmm. one needs to be and, and to really humble one in one's place. If you, I just want to insert this real quick. Mm -hmm. If you look at the letter noon, mm -hmm. uh, the, the letter on the Hebrew page, right, it looks like a bent over. It's kind of like person. bent over like, somebody who realizes they're right. not all that. And that's partly, <laughs> I mean, they do, this yeah. is, important to them their letters the look symbols like look like what they are right and so so yeah. i just wanted to point that out no good point Go ahead. excellent point so now i get to this passage i realize oh that little verse is missing that verse would be missing mm -hmm. well then immediately though what i do here in the next verse he jumps to the very next verse verse 14 which would be the verse about samic the letter samic which has everything to do with being supported with being yes. supported, yes. which is even what the verse here talks about yes. in verse 14. The Lord upholds or supports all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down, like you were talking. Yes. So now I'm getting to see, oh, this is what God does for a person who has gone into that state of humility. The interesting thing, though, is he didn't use the noon as if to say God's completely skipped forgotten over it. it. That's right. He has forgiven it, forgotten it. It's gone. He doesn't consider he it. He doesn't look at our failures. He just sees us and right. reaches down and helps us uh, keep us. going, yeah. supports us, keeps us going. So that part becomes beautiful because this remember is a praise. Um, this psalm is a praise all about the different, different aspects, different um, parts of who Yahweh is and what he does and what his person mm -hmm. is about. So he totally overlooks the noon. He totally overlooks the cataclysmic failure that we had that brought us to our humble state. He just reaches down and picks us up. Yes. I love that. So I hope y'all are getting that. Yeah. If you have questions, please don't please hesitate to reach out. Yep. But um, yeah, that's beautiful. Yes. That that's built in here. Yes. And that that is probably the reason that, that there's the no, line no is noon. not there yep. for noon. Exactly. That's right. So then when he goes into verse 14 through 20, you can see a steady, a very steady way of God acting there, a very steady theme running through 14 through 20, which has everything to do with the fact that the Lord reaches down and helps yes. his people. Yes. Helps people who call he on him. generously. Yes. People. Always there on behalf of those yes. who call out to him, who love him. Always, always, always there. So that's the theme of 14 through 20. And then we get to finally 21 and it is about he ends with this note of so every being there is so all flesh should be praising god yes. 
My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Mm. So I also wanted to say when we were talking before that this verse eight and nine, that was kind of a, a reiteration of his introduction of himself in Exodus 34. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the center mm-hmm. here of this Psalm. Yeah. And so it's all built around that. Yeah, it is. And right. I think that's beautiful too. Me too. So I love that. I didn't too. want to leave that out. It's awesome. There's too much. There's uh, always too much yeah, for us there's to more than we can say. include in everything. But um, anyway, but beautiful song. Beautiful, really wonderful. Um, and so keep it, keep that in mind as you're reading it, as you're looking at it, that there are all these things are at play at once, mm-hmm. but everything here is is perfectly put into its place by God. And our so. goal is just the psalmist's goal should be our goal. His goal is to join with all of lead creation. people in praising the Lord. And yep. praising God. Yep. Join yeah. with and lead people in praising the Lord. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for Next listening. Next time is Psalm 148. Yep. If we will be on 148. That's the last one, guys. It's the last oh, song. So we don't even have, I didn't even look at that list. We, it is the last So one. we don't have a few weeks. We'll be starting something new. We have only one more week. Next away week. From the, yeah, that's right. So. Okay. Well, we look forward to talking to you soon. And uh, again, write us if you have any questions or anything, comments, anything you'd like to make. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk to you again in just a few days. God bless.